for me, it doesn't matter. Like whether I carry the child or they carry the child, when the child comes out, I'm going to love it. Do you know what I mean? I don't care. I don't care if it's the child, you know, know. Yeah. And one time I said to my mum, like, I was like, you know, I'm probably going to get, you know, married to a woman and have a child with a woman. And all I ask for, if the child, you know, comes out of the other woman, I want you to love it like it's your own. And she mm-hmm. said, okay. And that made me so happy. Like, mm-hmm. she was just like, she, was, she, was, she meant it. She was like, okay. I'll Do you know, I worry about that too, you know. With my that mom. was a big worry. Yeah. I worry about that with my mum as well. Because I, I... Because I, I did actually say to her one time, it was like me and ex have children, yeah. And she was kind of looking at me like, <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> kind of kind of thing. But I didn't ask her to love the child like mm. it's, I feel like, girl, I've had some stepfathers from you. You've <laughs> <had> some stepdaddies. <laughs> and they went all and, great. You know, yeah, they went all the great, yeah. but you wanted them to love us like their own. So yeah. it's kind of the same concept. No, it is the same concept. It definitely is the same. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 126 of the Tutus Podcast. I am Nana. And I'm Rose. Together we are Tutus. I might as well do a jingle. Ooh. Whoa. Take it a bit far, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're taking it a bit far. That reminds me of when we had our live show and they didn't play our intro. And um, that was so embarrassing. Lovely King's Place, but... Not playing the intro. I feel like that production sheet for what? Do you know what I mean? But anyway, it's fine. It's what it is. It is time. what it is. How's it going? How are you um, doing? Do you know what? Compared to last week, when we recorded last week for like, mental health and stuff, I feel like I'm in a much better space this week. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had my getaway. I came back and I felt more motivated for life. Tell us a little bit about your um your trip away. Did I not talk about that last week? Did you? Did we record before or after my trip? <laughs> Shit. I don't know. I feel like no. Nah, I feel like we recorded before the trip, innit? Yeah, because I feel like you haven't told us about your experience. Yeah, I recorded before the trip. Yeah, because yeah. my hair was quite curly then. Mm. Yep, it was before the trip. Yeah. So, um, basically, I went to stay in a cabin in Pulbra, um, unplugged cabin, and it was basically a digital detox. So it was basically. I go there, I'm in a cabin on a field. Mm. It's very secluded. When you look out the window, all you can see is the sky and the greenery. You can't see anything else. You can't hear anything but nature, nothing. And your phone is locked away in a box. Now you have the key to this box. If you if you have to use it, like you can. Um, but they do highly encourage that you don't. It was in there for three nights. So I was there a total of four days, three nights. And with no phone, but they give me a Nokia brick phone. But Nana and my mom kept me in contact, uh, kept in contact with me on the Kimmy Company. The last night was scary, <laughs> so I needed them on the last night. So she was texting me from the Nokia saying, "There, I can hear gunshots, like rifles. Was it rifles? I don't know. I could hear rifles because obviously I'm on a field in it. In them areas, they yeah, do shooting. They do, they sh- birds. And the thing is, I'm de- I had bang here and I had the echo over here. It was a lot, man. It was a lot. So, um, so yeah, but I felt uh, I did a lot of journaling, I did a lot of reading, I read a lot of Big O Aloni. Shout out to Aloni. Oh yeah, shout out to Aloni, man. You, you you're a real one. I yes, mean, super proud of you. We have con- we contributed to that book, so make sure you go and purchase it. You know what I'm saying? Check See what we had to say about LGBT identities, about virginity. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And um, yeah, and I did. I just did it. I've learned. I prayed quite a lot. I feel like over the years, I have kind of shunned away from my relationship with God because mm. of because I'm because I'm queer do you know what I mean and I um I feel like some of the internalized 
things from church has made me feel like I can't go to church or have even have a relationship with God. So like, I'm really happy that I started to pray. I've been praying more since, since then as well. So I kind of feel like I'm in high spirits because I'm trying to get back into my spirituality as well, partially. Yep. And yeah, I looked out the window. One day I was looking at the window, I realized that I had passed. I was looking at the window. Oh, really? <laughs> I was looking at the window for time. See what happens when you, you don't have your phone, you know. You can spend an hour, like, the hours go quickly when you're on phone. Like, yeah. Even, even you don't have the phone, what, you could be watching out. Do you know what I'm saying? I was just thinking, I, was, I felt really good. I, obviously, when you're there, you have to cook your own food as well. So I bought a suitcase full of food that I was cooking. I felt like I was cooking a lot because I was trying to have three meals a day and yeah. there was this time to cook. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was off the grid, so there was no electricity. Um, so I had to, if I wanted heating, I had to light a fire. What light? Um, there were lights, solar powered. Okay. So lights were cool. There was a boiler, so hot water was fine. Um, they, the toilet didn't flush though. There was no flush, so my poo was smelling the whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not the whole weekend, I'm exaggerating, but there were times where I can get a little whiff of my poo. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sick. Okay. Sorry. Okay. But basically, how the toilet works is you sit on the toilet and then like do, do, when you sit on the toilet, it activates the back. There's basically there's two compartments in the toilet. So the front bit, your one number, your number one goes f- funnels through there. Fine. When you sit down, a flap opens at the back. So your number two and the tissues go in the back uh, back where there's a bag mm-hmm. in there. So. But when you get up from the toilet, the flap closes again, and then you can close the toilet seat as well. Right. So, to be fair, I couldn't really smell it much. It was just like, you know, for the third day or something. Like, you know, when I went to the toilet, I couldn't get, it was a whiff for the fact that my toilet was in there the whole weekend. I'm talking about poo a lot. I'm so sorry, yeah. But it was just a whiff. <laughs> you have a phobia. I don't know if anybody knows this, but me and poo doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. Because if I'm outside and I step on, I listen, I, I haven't stepped in shit in like maybe like 15 years. Yeah, me like, too. That one, that one, I can't do that if one. If I did, I would leave my shoe. I don't care what shoe it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, how expensive it is, I would leave it because I just don't deal with poo. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, only babies. I'm know. sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that information. Yeah, but that was my experience. Yeah. Um, I really, I really recommend people to go and do it. Like if you want some time away, just you, your thoughts and stuff like that. I definitely recommend um, they have lots of like cabins around, they're all like an hour, around an hour away from London. So they're quite easy to get to. So I do recommend that. But I also recommend if you have someone to go with, like a partner, mm-hmm. I can re- recommend you as with a partner as well. I think um, it was good for, it's good for couples to like, you know, get back in a good yeah, place. Yeah, or yeah. even just to have some time to themselves. I feel there was a couple next door to me. So, okay, so I was secluded, but there was another cabin on the... Um, field which i was grateful for because if i was totally by myself the whole time mm-hmm. i would have I been shook but knowing that two people were in the cabin on the same field was cool but i couldn't see them from my cabin i had to actually walk out to go and see them yeah um but I, yeah i think that's good though especially like for couples because obviously you know how life gets it gets a bit manic so really just having time to like unwind and like clock out of life and it's like p- fast pace yeah. yeah i think it's a good idea so like yeah if you're single whether you're single whether you're you know with someone check it out what's it called it's called unplugged unplugged yeah it's called unplugged unplugged rest on instagram so definitely check that out have you been since last week um i've been all right i've been uh, oh my period's due next week so already <sighs> It's come around already. Do you know what? I Look, feel like I never get any respite. No, babe. I feel like I never get any fucking respite. Ready, babe. Because when did we have our show? The 17th mm, of September, on the seventh, right? Yeah, the 17th. And you was on your period then. But I was on my well, period you took, you took two the days thing. later. Yeah. 
So, has it been a month yet? Oh, this weekend's going to be... Uh, next week. Fucking hell. So, the middle of next week, I'm going to come on. But before that, my nipples are fucking sore now. So today. Sore right now. Today. When my period is due probably next Wednesday. Okay. Yes. I'm suffering. I don't understand why the period has to be affecting your body for. I am. You can kind of get a week off. I don't. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. You can get a week off. Like the 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 you know the nipple pain, the nausea, like the period pains. I've had enough. I take my uterus. Take it because I'm probably not gonna have kids anyway. Mm. Okay. Should we get into kids? Then? Yeah. Should because guys, well, I feel. I know I say this. I know I've said this like multiple times. Like maybe like. Once every six months on this podcast, we talk about kids, I feel like. Yeah. And mostly it's me saying, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to have them. <laughs> That's what, because I don't have any children. I think if I, was, if I did and I was in, like, in your position where you have a child, I probably wouldn't worry about it so much. Mm. But the other day, my mum was like, okay, we're just waiting for you. I said, what? It's like, we're waiting for you to have, we're all just waiting for you to have a child. And I was Who's like, all? The family. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Why are you why are you looking at my uterus like this? Like, why are you like concerned about my uterus? Just leave me alone. Like, I'm trying to figure my shit out. But then it also puts a bit of pressure on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I get that. I think. Um, do you feel like if you had a child anyway? No, they probably wouldn't put the same pressure on you if you had a child. They wouldn't. They put. It wouldn't be the same. There would mm-hmm. be some pressure to have more because my mom's always like, you know, she she wants my sister to have more, my my brother to have more. They've both got two each, so there is a bit of like, oh, you should have more children. Is the thing is like, having a children is not the be all end all of life. I don't feel like it no. should be everyone's um, goal to procreate. Like, I think that I feel like procre- procreation being like the purpose of our being on this earth, it's so 1901. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I just feel like people should be able to come here and live the lives that they want to live, and that's that. Mm-hmm. It's not up to them to keep the earth going. Yeah. It just isn't. It's not our responsibility to no. keep the earth going. I think it's our responsibility to take care of the earth whilst we're here. Yeah. But I don't think that involves procreation. Yeah, and in terms of, like, looking after the earth, I get that. That's I get it. But having kids, like... Because I was even saying to my mum, not everyone is equipped to be a parent. Like, not everyone... It's not, like... It's, a, it's, a, it's probably the hardest job you'll ever have. Mm. So, like, not everyone... It's gonna be good at it. You're not good at everything. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. but some people are just not good at parenting. I remember reading this like article, and there was loads of entries from parents saying they regret having kids. Like, mm. they probably like, I, you know, I I do love my kid, but I just being a parent and having to be there and having to be selfless mm. and all of these things was like, an- anonymous. It was all anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be anonymous. It was all anonymous, and it's just so sad because, like, when you think about it, you're bringing a child into this world. If you don't want to be a parent, you're gonna fuck them up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, think before you have it. And it's nice to be queer because I get to plan essentially, like, and I get to have it when I'm quote unquote ready. Girl, you're never ready, but you know, I get to have it as ready as I can be, as opposed to, you know, I hate you. Yeah, yeah they can have accidents. I, I've had an accident, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what that's what happens. Yeah, when I have that blessing that is an accident. Well, no, that's understandable. I feel like I've been a parent the whole of my my whole adult life, mm. so it's very difficult to imagine me not being a parent. Right. Um. But I I definitely understand when people say they don't want to have kids. When people say that they don't, there's a lot of things to think about. Like the, when I got pregnant, I found myself to be pregnant. I was I didn't get pregnant with anybody that I was in a relationship with. Mm. I didn't even really know the person. I was just in uni and. 
I wanted to see if I was gay. And I also found myself mm-hmm. in a situation where I feel like I kind of feel like I had sex with him as well. I think mm-hmm. I felt like that I had to. So Were you um, dating him? No, I wasn't dating him. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just felt like this is why he wants me to be here in his oh, house. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, that, that's, that, that's something else to even unpack within itself. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that I've grown now. Mm-hmm. But I think that... Um, yeah, so I, I found myself in pregnant with this person that I barely knew. He didn't even go to the uni as well. He was just living. He lived. He lived in the area, mm. and whatever. And um, then when I actually, the things I knew, I was pregnant. There was something about my. I don't. I don't think. I don't. Well, obviously, I didn't know the next day. My body mm. didn't change, but something in my brain said, mm. "You're gonna. You're pregnant. You're gonna be pregnant." And the things I don't know. It was weird. I always kind of grew, grew up knowing I was gonna have a child before addressing my friends. Mm. I don't know what it was, what kind of foresight I had, but I kind of always knew. Right. And so, I, to be honest, wanted to have an abortion, mm-hmm. and I didn't because I just kept oversleeping over the, the appointments. The appointment will come, and I just oversleep because yeah. one of the one of the side effects from pregnancy is fatigue. And obviously, thank God for that today. Like, I'm mm-hmm. glad I didn't have this abortion. Um, but and also, I didn't have things like morning sickness and. You know, so I've told this person that, you know, I'm pregnant and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, we just didn't really speak for the rest of my pregnancy. Like when she was born, I messaged him. I was like, okay, she's here now kind of thing. <laughs> it was, that, that That was basically that because he joined the army. So, um, so I guess that was that. And um, what do you call it? He, yeah, so I found myself doing pregnancy by myself. My mum wasn't happy that I was pregnant. I didn't even tell her till it was... She, till i was almost due she didn't know mm-hmm. i still played basketball up until i was like eight months pregnant um because i just for some reason i didn't really show until mm. the last couple months and when i started showing i started to show i would go to i would like go to the and i did, yeah i just i just the, my only pregnancy symptom that i really had was a child inside mm-hmm. of me i didn't really have morning sickness i did have um nausea mm-hmm. and so i used to spit a lot but that was it um so anyway i've had this child i'm 20 years old and um all my friends are doing up bar fest and all this business oh, yeah, yeah they're doing all this stuff and i don't really know myself like I, my mom wasn't happy with me um and it was just a really depressing time but when i grew up enough then when i've heard about the fairy tales of having kids i've never heard about like postpartum at this mm. point because i was young mm-hmm. didn't really know about postpartum i didn't really know about I did I also tore I didn't know that you could tear when you have a child mm. as well I, I knew when I tore and they were stitching me back up I found out the hard way when they were stitching me back up and it was painful that was more painful than actually pushing the child out like I can't so um so these are all the things that my young 20 year old self mm. wasn't mentally prepared for. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I remember I used to cry myself to sleep almost every night. Um, but one thing I'm really, really blessed with that like, Amariah has literally been a good child since birth. She came out sleeping and it wasn't until they like had to come and give her a little slap on the bum yeah. to like wake her up. And she cried because she got, you got her here to cry. Yeah. And then it was fine. And then we went home and she never cried at night time. Mm-hmm. Amriah never cried at night. I never, when people have, say they have sleepless nights, I never experienced that mm-hmm. ever. Like, to this day, I have not experienced See, it with her. You <laughs> are so lucky. You are so lucky. Cause that's one of the things I think about when having kids, like, oh my God, like I'm going to lose sleep. Like I'm going to have to wake up, feed the child. Like mm-hmm. even when I don't want to wake up, like I'm going to have to wake up. I'm going to have to do these things. Like, do you know what I mean? I can't start the child, child. Yeah. So yeah, like, she, and Amariah is a good child. Like I can attest to this. Like I'm not really 
a you know a child person mm-hmm. like i'm not really do you know what i mean it was so funny because um rashida she was like my friend rashida mm-hmm. she was like oh like are you like one of those aunties like to amariah like, <laughs> i'm not even one of those aunties to my own <laughs> My my blood related. But issues. you know what's funny, yeah, is they all know you as Auntie Nana and who you are. What they do, yeah. yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? So I don't think they. And the, but the thing is, is all when you have a young mum. Mm. Obviously, I'm now 32, but I'm st- essentially we grew up together. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She's 11 now. We grew up together, and um, so she's not really used to having the kind of aunties that we had. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She's not really used to having the same relationships of adults the way we had those relationships it's, it? it's very different yeah so like even though you're not one of those aunties that is what she does as an auntie at yeah, the same time it's true that's what she yeah does as an auntie like yeah um, and it's the same for your sister's kids as well like yeah do you know what i mean yeah, i was laughing i was like do you know what yeah it's just it is what it is but do you know what i think it's just like in terms of like kids like with me because i don't i'm not a parent i'm there when it when it matters like do you yeah know what I mean? just like picking them up from school if the, if it needs be yeah. i picked up Ryan so then many I times from, up, yeah from primary times. school i've done the school run for my sister do you know what i mean so like yeah i even asked my sister do you want to have another kid and she was like only if the man does the school run she hates the school, school run is, is the worst part of parenting the school <laughs> run is the worst part for tell me, me about it why because you've got to wake up <laughs> <laughs> You've got to wake up. When the sleep is really... Mm. And I think it's a different wake up from when you have to wake up for work. Mm. I don't know what it is yet, but it's a different feeling. you got to wake up and get this person ready. I think what the issue is, you get when you go to work, you get ready to go to work for a good amount of hours and mm. you're coming home. Mm-hmm. When you get ready to take this child to school... Like five minutes. And the thing is, Amariah's school is like two minutes. Mm. Well, her primary school is like two minutes from my house. But I have to... Because she's young, I have to take her for that right. two minutes right. for so many years, yeah. yeah. So you go two minutes, you drop them there. You go home. By the time you go home... And you relax and you get to get anything done. It's time to pick them up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> like, the time is not, it goes really quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when we were in school, it, 9 to 3.30 seemed like it was such a long time. Mm-hmm. No, that time goes so quickly, yeah. Especially when you have to walk. To, to. Right, it's true. But could you imagine, like, being a single parent now? Mm-hmm. Like, just because of the time you have to take out, like, you can't work essentially yeah um for a few months like i know some people put their kids into like nursery from for like three months yeah i'm like to nurse at three months yeah i'm went to nursery at three months it was extremely expensive i worked in shoe not everybody has that month. yeah you, you know probably even scraping by then i was scraping by yeah i worked in shoe i was earning my whatever pound i was i worked in shoe in stratford and um she was at nursery from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Friday. Mm. They give you 15 hours for free yeah. up until they're like three years old or something like that. But I was still paying like almost 300 pounds a week for her to go to this nursery. And as a 20, 20 year old, that was a lot of money yeah. every week. Yeah. I had a car that I was paying in finance. I had car insurance. Like, and then I got a work at, I got a job at William Hill that paid more money and I was able to do more hours and stuff like that. But it was hard. Mm. It was it was actually hard. But at the same time, I didn't have the social life that I have today. Right, right, right. So I wasn't spending money on drinks, going out on outfits and stuff like that. Um, I had to be at home and look after this child. My mum wasn't looking after doing babysitting for me at that time. Right. She was just like, you have this child, so you're going to look after this child. And that was basically how it went for a, a number of years. But it's expensive. This is what I'm saying, though. Like, if, having a child, I think, like, now, where we are today, a lot of things would have to change. Mm-hmm. Like... And I was like, are we going to be in the club at 35? You said yes. <laughs> Things have changed, babe. <laughs> Do you know, I think my mum was in the club at 35. Was she? My mum was definitely in the I remember, yeah. She used to go with Auntie Judy. 
Auntie, Auntie Vaughn, Auntie Jennifer, all of them, yeah. They always used to go out and they always used to leave all of us. They used to leave me, Debbie, Kieran, Jada, Godwin, rest God rest his soul now, mm. his siblings, my brother. They all they always leave us all in one house. Yeah. And um they used to go out. But the thing is you can't even do that now. They used to go to Afrikikong. Yeah, Afrikikong. <laughs> yeah. They used to go out Godwin's soul. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> do you remember Godwin's soul yes. in <laughs> Uh, Manjaro, they used to go out. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mum was definitely forty plus at mm. the time. I would even push it and say she might have been almost fifty. Like yeah. she used to go out, but they used to us in the house. There was no one calling social services. Yeah, but and stuff this is like the things yeah. have changed. Like now, mm-hmm. because even when people like parents used to go to work, like they used to leave their kids in the car. Obviously, it's not right to do that. That is child abuse. But they used to like back in the day, they used to leave maybe leave their kids in the car, maybe leave them at home. And today, you can't even do that. And like your parents, obviously, like your mum left your aunt and your aunties left you in a whole group. There's lots of you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's better than others. Do you know what I mean? Like, but nowadays you can't even get away with that. No. You can't. So how do you even have, you know, like a social life? You need to have some sort of village. You do. And the thing is, do you know what? We don't really have that. Especially me, yeah. Mm. As a queer person, the majority of my friends are queer. And so they don't have kids. Yeah, we don't do have kids. I'm, saying? I'm the only one mm. out of our immediate friendship circle that has kids. And when I even think about it, when I even think outside of that immediate circle, who's got kids? I don't know. I can't think of anyone I who's don't, got I kids. I can't think of anybody that Like, yes. But when I had straight friends, to be fair... They didn't even really have... Well, Whitney's got a, Whitney's got a child, mm. but she's not one of my queer friends. Mm. But like, even that, I had... Because I had my child earlier, there's an age gap between yeah. my friends that do have kids yeah. now. Amra is not trying to play with these two-year-olds. No, do you no, know what I'm saying? Like, my no. friend's son turned six the other day and he invited me and Amra. And Amra was like, <laughs> six. She's in secondary school. Now. Yeah. Nah. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. there's that age gap. Mm. Whereas we were all kind of the same ages, and all, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. things are different because of, and I always, I actually do wonder like, are my queer friends even going to have kids? Do you know what I'm mean? saying? Like, I, I look, cause I look around, I look around at all of us, like Lyra, you know, like um, Jean, Adobe, Bianca, like we're obviously like I'm 30 now and like they're heading to their 30s pretty mm-hmm. soon. And it's kind of like, what is actually going to happen? Like, this is, I'm not sure what happened because obviously like the generation before us, the queers, the masculine presenting, we don't really see them. Like, I don't know what, yeah, I was talking to Nina the other day and Nina was like saying to me that all of her queer friends are either engaged or having kids. Okay. And she's got like, I guess some older queer friends. Mm. It's also about what kind of social, like environment you have. Mm -hmm. I guess if your friends are doing it, then you might be doing it too. Yeah, you might get inspired to do it. But we was in a club, so that's what we do. Yeah. And our, us and our associates, our acquaintances, yeah, they all. No one of them is getting married right. and like having kids. Everybody is in a club, especially the gay ones, like the straight ones. Maybe like I've seen a lot of straight people get married yeah, recently, like and having kids, get married like, in Greece. I love that. Yeah, you know, people. we love that shit. Um, but for us, I haven't been to a gay or queer wedding. Like I haven't seen Never. that. I haven't seen Obviously, it. we've got, like, you know, um, Rochelle that's been on our podcast before. She did our podcast during lockdown. Mm-hmm. And she's engaged. She invites our engagement per- engagement party, but we had to go somewhere oh, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking for, hopefully, that we, don't, we get that wedding invite. Sorry, we didn't come to the engagement party. But that would be the only queer unite of love that we would have attended. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like we stray, like, or stay away from it because we are, like, Black, African, Caribbean, and we just don't know what that would look like. So maybe, like, it's just something that looks unattainable. Is that 
Do you think? Because mm, yeah. when, cause when we grew up, we was thinking of such a heteronormative life. Yeah, you know? I do feel like we do um, internalize it. However, I do feel like when we were in relationships, we saw it as attainable. Mm. So maybe it's because we're single now. So it's kind of just like, nah, that's not really on the radar anymore. But I can very much say that when I was in a relationship, I was looking at rings. I was like looking forward to proposing. I was like, we were talking about what our wedding looks like. So I feel like, yeah, like it it just depends on where you are. So mm. I feel like the fact that we're single, yeah, that's, maybe that's why we don't see it for marriage right now. Right. But um, for kids, but I definitely do want to have more, more children. I, uh, do you? I need to have that child before, before I'm 34 though. So I've got a very small window. That's How old are you, 32? I'm 32. But I need to have that child before I'm 34 because I'm not willing to do school runs after 34. Like, I'm not willing to but do But could school you see yourself having a child alone? If, if I'll have a child alone. But I, if I get into, move to a bigger place, mm. I will have a child by myself. Okay. Because I've seen other masculine presenting women do it. Like, mm. and... I wish that I had I had more of a relationship with them so I could ask. It's weird because well, when you see other queer people do have kids, mm. um, a lot of times they don't want to speak about like their journey into having a yeah. child, or they don't want to, or they don't want to speak about. Yeah, they're just a lot of and I, which I understand because that is quite sensitive because it's, it's about their, also, their child. Yeah, you know it's I mean? not just their stories, their kids' stories. Yeah, yeah. So I understand, I get it, and but it it would be quite i guess comforting or eye-opening or informative if people did speak about their journeys more not even on a platform just like one-to-one yeah you know I'm saying, when you're having conversations mm-hmm. so sometimes it does make it a bit difficult for me to ask i did meet a girl a couple months ago who had some kids with her partner mm-hmm. and um she said oh she was like yeah like she would say never have a child with somebody that you know as in the sperm oh, like donor, a like a friend, yeah. Oh, really? So that was the most insight. She didn't even really go into it in too much detail, mm. but that was the most insight. But you can kind of, kind of like assume what would happen. Like it can get techie, like especially mm. if it's not like legal. Like yeah, a lot of people and us think because with us and our situation, we don't have sperm. Two women together mm-hmm. don't have sperm, or non-binary together don't have sperm, right? So we have to get that sperm. And a lot of the times it's expensive, you know, going to a sperm bank, buying sperm and then getting inseminated, all of that stuff is expensive. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times we lean onto our community. We might find, you know, some like a, a man who wants to be a father or wants to be the fun uncle. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then obviously because the, of the familiarity, there's no like legality there. Like you just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to give you some sperm. I'm going to put it in my, uh, and get pregnant. And that's it. And then when shit hits the fan, when the baby's out and stuff, feelings change, you know, positions want to be changed and stuff like that. But you don't have no document you know mm. you don't have no legal document yeah. do you know what i mean that's 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 the danger part and like i guess when you have uh, when you have a baby in a hetero relationship or with my hetero situation like my i did i had a baby by myself but i had some sperm to help yeah and um with that situation he is her legally her father because mm. there's there was there's no woman do you know what i'm saying it was yeah. just how it was it's just automatically yeah. that is her dad yeah. do you know what i'm saying so um where it's a bit different with this situation and th- that it doesn't put me off having a child but it does scare me mm. like i wish that i could hear more in the UK, mm. I don't want to go on YouTube and go on seeing bare American couples having kids. It's a different, it's different, different from the U- yeah, 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 it's just different in the UK. I want to hear from people with our own culture mm. and our own backgrounds to how they tackled certain things and how they've gone about certain things. But yeah. I don't know. With that, I don't. I feel like where the sperm has come from, 
we don't need to know like where the sperm's come from, how the child has come to be and all this business. But it would be good to know how how it works legally in lots of different situations. Mm. That's just how I would, and I would like to hear from people's experiences about that. But mm. again, people are tend to be a little more, more harsh about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did have that one episode um, where we had a woman on who spoke about how, you know, her and her partner conceived. Um, but that's like just one that mm. case, do you know what I mean? That's just one experience. Like, I feel like we just need to hear um, more, just so we know, like, we know what we're kind of getting ourselves into. Because I remember I was looking into it when I was in a relationship. Uh, I was looking into it, and um, we had a friend. My ex and I had a friend who, you know, was going to give us sperm when we was ready yeah, yeah. Um, to like conceive, um, and they just wanted to be the fun uncle. Like, they didn't want to be the father. They didn't want to have any input. Um, which, you know, my partner was happy with, my ex was happy with. Um, and then, yeah, so like, but then you just don't know what the future holds. You don't know what, like, their mind could change. They might decide they don't want to be the fun uncle. But like, you know what, the same thing in hetero situations. You don't know, the dad might, when they say, I don't look after the child. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So like, there's always, when you have kids, there's always a fear of the unknown. Mm. I just feel like if you decide to have that child, you need to be committed to the child mm. not really the relationship of what's going on outside of that even though it helps yeah but you need to be committed to that child because no matter what happens you have to say that i'm still going to be a parent to yeah, this child of course yeah and there's nothing i've heard as well i've heard some horror stories that the, the stars that didn't carry the baby mm. has just all of a sudden because they broke up they started to look after the child anymore or the you know the one who had the baby when they break up the one who had the who you know pushed out the baby takes the child away mm. Like I remember this YouTuber. What was their name again? Yeah. Um, they had a baby and they broke up with. What was it Chrissy and um, Chrissy? I remember the name. Yeah, Chrissy and uh, what was the studs? Well, she's not a stud anymore. She's femme. Domo and Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened exactly. I just know they broke up and now Chrissy's not in. Yeah, the sun. yeah. Like, Domo took the child. Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, we don't, we, well, it seems like it from the outside looking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that shit is scary because yeah. you've looked after a child. Do you know what I mean? I might go and watch the YouTube channel. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to see what's happening Catch in up. their lives. Uh, yeah. Our bisexual queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that for her. Um, yeah, and it's just like, okay, so you've you've helped to like raise this child for like three years mm-hmm. and then you, you guys break up and then what, the child is not, the child gets taken away from Yeah, that, that will be heartbroken. And it's things, again, like obviously my last relationship, she had a really good relationship with my partner. And mm. now, I mean, they still have a relationship, but it's mm. not the same. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine if I had a child with her mm. and what that would even look mm. like. But I would, I can imagine we'll both be committed to the child. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, like it's crazy because I feel like that's another thing when I was talking to one of my friends the other day that's why I was inspired to talk about kids on this relation on this episode is because I was talking to one of my friends and she was just like I just feel like I, if I have a, a, a family of a woman one of us is not related to that child and it always it's gonna create cr- complications at some point that like one of us is not biologically related to that child that's gonna create a problem because I feel like you know, I mean, like it could in that in that situation where it's like, okay, we broken up, and I'm the one that's biologically this child. It's not your child anymore because people are fucked up. Like mm-hmm. that's a fucked up thing to do, and that's heartbreaking, as you said. But I just feel like, for me personally, if I was the one that was pi- biologically related to the child, I would never take that child away from the one who's not biologically. No matter like, what happens, I know you can't say what's going to happen in the future. No, but that's. That's taken blood don't make a parent. Yeah, it doesn't. There's a lot of people who are related to their child Mm -hmm. who are shit parents. Yeah. And a step parent has 
taking them in instead. Mm-hmm. I saw a story on Twitter the other day about on TikTok the other day about this girl was saying that how she her mom um, died when she was a baby, so she was raised by her dad up until like the age of like thirteen or something. And he in that time he never taught her how to clean herself. So imagine being a child. And she's a, she was a woman, so imagine she's had no period and stuff. She, and he never, ever taught her what to do when you're on your period. Like, until when she went to school, but she really started her period mm-hmm. and was like, oh, you have to use a pad mm-hmm. kind of thing. So imagine, she just, she didn't know about hygiene. Definitely. This is something that you're mm-hmm. taught by your parents yeah. when you're a child. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, her dad got, a, uh, got, uh, got into a relationship with a woman, and then that woman realised... Oh, he hasn't taught her how to be hygienic. Mm. So she taught her like how to wash, how to brush your teeth properly. Like he from the basics. He's neglected her. Yeah. So she was like, that was abuse. She mm. was like, he abused me. Mm. And obviously she said she said she's got her own place now and like she's by herself, but she's obsessed with being clean mm. because she didn't she's know. Like, now. yeah, she's not O C D like and and that is a form of abuse. That that was her blood father mm. who didn't even teach her how to wash skin her skin keep herself clean do you know what i'm saying that must have been so uncomfortable for 13 years and i can't even imagine when she was a baby like mm. how, who done what but um that was her dad that did that to her so it doesn't even matter about blood and but it's just about who is the parent mm-hmm. or the guardian of this person mm-hmm. and how they're taking care of them right. and if you're stepping up to that plate then you have to be committed to doing that. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Regardless well. of blood. Mm-hmm. It is a hard one though. I, I know because like, even when I was with my ex, she was really adamant on a, like swapping eggs because mm. she wanted it to be related to both of us as, like, as much as it could but be. But even that, it's not even related to both of you. No, it's not. Mm. But you, I guess it feels like it, it feels is. like yeah. it, I mean, yeah. But do you know what I mean? And it's just like, they don't even do that a lot in this country it's a very new thing like obviously we've got a ways to go when it comes to like you know getting pregnant um like two women getting pregnant and even recently apparently we was paying more or to get pregnant on the nhs or something or private i don't know what it was but we was we was paying more than like um heterosexual yeah no, or heterosexual couples yeah to get pregnant and stuff like that so it's like oh that. like ivf and stuff yeah because yeah, hetero people have to use ivf as well sometimes yeah, yeah yeah they do exactly um and so like yeah we still got a way to go about it and obviously like it's like women's issue i think when it's two men they like get surrogate they get Mm -hmm. somebody that you know wants to have a baby for them or adopt you know what i mean Mm. with us obviously yeah we've got like uterus so we want to do it yeah i feel like the obsession with carrying is because as cis women we have the ability to do that Mm. um if you're able to and but i guess queer men don't have the obsession Mm. because they were never going to carry the child in the first place anyway Um, I don't know if there is an obsession with whose sperm goes where. I don't know if there is with that. And I would love to speak to more um, queer men about right. that. I would definitely think we need to get some queer dads on here mm-hmm. and speak about stuff like this. But I don't know. There is definitely some sort of obsession with yeah, carrying yeah, that with child carrying. and making sure the child's related to mm-hmm. them. And I wonder where that comes from. Like, that's something to definitely unpack. That is something to definitely unpack because even like in my relationship, it was just like there was, you know, there was this, you know, she, wanted, she was really adamant about like swapping, like uh, sperms, um, not sperms, um, egg swapping and all of that. And it was just like, for me, it doesn't matter. Like whether I carry the child or they carry the child, when the child comes out, I'm going to love it. Do you know what I mean? I don't care. I don't care if you carry the child, you know? Either, yeah. And one time I said to my mom, like, I was like, you know, I'm probably going to get, you know, married to a woman and have a child with a woman. And all I ask for, if the child, you know, comes out of the other woman 
I want you to love it like it's your own. And she mm-hmm. said, okay. And that made me so happy. Like, mm. she was just like, she, she was, she meant it. She was like, okay, I'll do it. Do you know, I worry about that too, you know. With my that mom. was a big worry. Yeah, I worry about that with my mum as well. Because I, I, cause I, I did actually say to her one time, was that like me and ex have children, yeah. And she was kind of looking at me like, <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> kind, of, kind of thing. But I didn't ask her to love the child like mm. it's, I feel like, Girl, I've had some stepfathers from you. <laughs> Stepdaddies. And they weren't all I, great. You know, yeah, they weren't all great, yeah. but you wanted them to love us like their own. So yeah. it's kind of the same concept. No, it is the same concept. It definitely is the same concept. And that, that was a huge friend of mine just because of like how, you know, my mom wasn't just, my mom wasn't on the gay thing. Like she was just mm. like, no, I don't want you. Even to this day, she's kind of, she asked me a question like, I think it was like a month ago. She's like, so if a really nice guy came about, you know, that was, you know, to your taste and that treated you well, you wouldn't get with him. I was like, no, because I'm gay. Mm. <laughs> she was like, okay. Um, mm. But that was a big worry of mine just because there was a lot of pushback when I came out. Like there was pushback for years. So I just like, that was a huge worry. Like when I have this child, if it comes out of my partner, you have to love it like it's yeah. your own yeah. child. Like that, because you you know what it is to be somewhere and not feel loved by someone. I remember like my mum would go away sometimes um, or she'll go away for the weekend or whatever and we'll stay with some aunties, like her friends and stuff. And they just like didn't treat us that nicely. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So And you feel that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Do, you feel yeah. that. You feel unwanted. You feel like a burden. And I don't want my kids, biological or not, to feel like a burden to anyone. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, that, that is just, yeah, that will be the worst thing. Like when the children feel neglected and stuff like that, that just puts so much different types of trauma in them and mm-hmm. changes who they are as people and just stuff like that. And even me, like I haven't always been the most per- perfect of parents, mm. but I do think like I have always done my best, mm-hmm. but sometimes even my best still fell short. And I think in times like that, I do feel like I could have done more. And I feel like maybe I did neglect a little bit some of her needs at times. And even in there, I can see how that has changed her personality. Mm-hmm. And um, everything you do as a parent affects your child. It does affect your child. Everything. Like, everything I saw yeah. with someone, um, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, you know, we're going to have kids and we're going to fuck them up. And I was like, to a certain extent, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Everything Even if you we do. try not to, there's going to be some little yeah. bit of, you know, fucked upness because mm-hmm. we're human beings and we're not infallible. We make mistakes. Like, we don't have a guidebook to say, this is how you do it. Everything is different. Like, everyone is different. Every experience is different. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's not, it's never going to be perfect. It's never. And when you are not like, you know, when your cup is not full, like, you can't give to somebody else. You can't. And do you know what? I feel like, this acknowledging that you're not always perfect all the time mm. is good. Mm. Some people are neglecting their child like in like the most madness ways mm-hmm. and not addressing that neglect. Do you know what I mean? To the point where they even lose their child. Mm-hmm. And I would, I, when I say that I've neglected so much child's needs, that's not what I'm, I'm not even, even anywhere close to anything like that. Right. These are, even somebody else might say that you didn't neglect their child's mm. needs. But I, as a person, mm-hmm. feel like I could have done better. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In whatever that situation was, like maybe I picked her up from school late or made, I didn't mm-hmm. make sure she got to school on time. These are little things to me. I feel like I didn't think about the bigger picture. Like how mm-hmm. is going to, when she go to school, how is it going to affect like how she gets settled in because I've yeah. gone to school late. Mm-hmm. These are little things that I think about and I feel like, oh, I didn't think about that. So that's a neglect in that area. Mm-hmm. And and um, like, yeah, so it just, but as long as you acknowledge it and do better, that secondary school, I'm never been late to that secondary yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's at school half an hour early every single day. Do you know oh, what I mean? Is. And I've seen her come up her shell and like all the little things that I didn't address in, sec- in primary school, I've addressed it in now. Mm. I've seen a difference in mm. her. I've actually seen a difference mm. in her. So everything you do, especially in like the crucial stages of who they're becoming, mm. 
like it affects them in some way. Yeah. Not that's not even just negatively, mm-hmm. even positive, positively as well. Like I think when this day and age, when we talk about kids, we talk about a lot of the negative things mm-hmm. that comes with having a child and how it affects you and blah blah blah. But like having a child changed my life for the better. Mm. Like just changed my life for the positive. I, maybe I wouldn't have come out mm-hmm. when I came out. Yeah. Like it encouraged me to be myself. Um, it encouraged me to be more responsible because I had this person I had to look after now. Mm. And yeah, to be more protective. I don't think I was that protective over what was mine before. Mm. But now it's child. We get it cracking. You know what I'm saying? We no, get it cracking. You're trying I, to come. You come for mine, I come for yours. <laughs> but I see that. Like, I see that in you. I see that in my sister. Do you know what I mean? Like, she hasn't been perfect person in general. Nobody is perfect. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's had her hardships and stuff like that. But, like, when I look at my nieces, especially, you know, my 15-year-old niece, I'm just, like, like I'm actually amazed. Mm. I'm actually amazed. She's, like, my sister was a single mother, been a single mother. And just the product of that, when I look at it, is mm, amazing. Mm, like, mm, my niece mm, is amazing. Mm. And that's testament she to is. our mum. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No matter, like, yes, mum has made mistakes along the way. But just, like, I'm still shocked at just how amazing my niece is. And mm-hmm. that, that's that's a testament, testament mm-hmm. to my sister. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, like, you know, we don't always know everything. But at least we, we along, we're, we're learning along the way. And we are, you know, becoming better. Yeah, becoming yeah, we're better. We're, we're and I'm, I'm proud of the child that I have. Do you know what I mean? Amara, Amara is an amazing child. Her trombone is loud. <laughs> I'm really sure if it's they in give tune. trombones to Girl. the kids because my I'm neighbors sure be playing that shit. I don't know if it's in tune, babe. Yeah, it's never in tune. But do you know what? Never She's never going for it. We love it for her. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm proud. Like, do you know what I mean? And even whether I have any more kids or not, even when I have, if I my decision to even have more kids is more because I know that she wants to have siblings. Right. It's not really because I want to have mm. spend more money on more children, <laughs> <laughs> but it's because like she wants to have a child. Like, yeah. And. I get that. Like, I mean, just soon on summer holiday, she's lonely child. Like, she, yeah. and, and it's costing me money because I have to send her to a club so she hang out, hang out with right, other kids. Right. So, like, yeah, so I don't know, I guess, but then it's, now it's the age gap thing. It's I the, know, age, it's gap the thing. age gap thing. But it's so good to have, like, I'm saying this, yeah, I don't have no kids. <laughs> but I'm just looking at it from a different perspective of, like, it's so nice because even with my niece, like, she has siblings from her dad. Yeah. And, like, he passed away, rest in peace, um, a few months ago. And because of that, they've become like really close. I'm just so- It's so nice like, to see, yeah. happy to see them together. Mm-hmm. Like I'm happy to see that she has somebody to go to. She comes to me about shit, but like she also has an older sister to go to, a sister that's a you know year younger to go to. Like she has a little other sister to look after. Like I love that, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And people always say like, if you have the one child, like when you're old and it's just everything falls on them. And that is- That is true. About. It is like, yeah, it's true. It's actually true. I mean, she has got a brother of art. We don't know about him from my father's side. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't even know who he is, who his name is, whatever he's over there. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So she does, but she doesn't have anyone that a sibling that's in her life. Mm. She know of the sibling, and um, yeah. So I guess yeah, that's true. But when I'm older and she's older and there, this other child, I'm gonna have the child. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll push it to thirty-five. Yeah. But I would prefer to have another child with a partner, and also I wanna. I want to create a family with my partner mm. that's an experience that together, like whoever I end up being with, mm-hmm. I want them to accept Amara as their child. Mm-hmm. I want them to understand that it's three of us first yeah. in this relationship before we have other children. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know that that's the other mum. Do you know what I'm saying? That's Amara's other mum. Mm-hmm. And so when we do have another child, that's, the fourth addition to the family. Yeah. There's gonna be no more after that fourth. Yeah, but yeah, it's gonna end up four. 
Um, so anyone, if you, to, if you're trying, if you're trying to chat to me, you want one or two kids and shout. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't Boy. know about that. Boy. So, but that's an experience. I wanna, I do wanna. I also want to experience that as an adult. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. I want to experience it a little bit more yeah. wiser and a little bit. You're never really fully prepared, but mm-hmm. a little bit more prepared than what I was. And I don't want this experience to be as traumatic as the last one where I was crying every yeah, day when yeah. I was pregnant and get after I gave birth. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be, even though it was a joyous time and I was happy to have this child and I loved her from the moment I saw this thing on the screen. Mm. Like the love was unconditional from there. Mm. It was but I was still a child. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I was still were. a child having given, having a child. Mm-hmm. 20 is a child. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, it just is. That's why we don't date young. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> is. So um, in the grand scheme of things, it's very young. Yeah, it is really young. So um, so yeah, I just like to do, do it again as a more wiser person. And Ryan wants that sibling, get her that sibling. Mm-hmm. And if I am in a relationship, like be and have it as a product of the relationship yeah. as well. Yeah. So, and I like kids. I like Kids love me too. So, you know. I'm not sure the kids love Nana though, but in some weird way, they do like you in some weird they way. They do like they me, do but like do I like them? <laughs> <laughs> Whose baby was it? Like, it was her, someone had a baby. In Ghana. Oh, the yeah, baby yeah, in Ghana. The baby, the baby fell asleep on me, yeah. Do you know what? I do <laughs> like, I specifically like babies. Like, when they can't speak. Mm-hmm. That's when I, like, I really like babies. But obviously they grow, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they grow but like having to entertain a child i find that really difficult yeah because i'm just not the most like playful person in general but like if i like a kid i like a kid yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i'll love my own kids yeah of course of do you course, know what i mean course, i course. love my own kids it's even something to think about like how how your kids would be how be they'll be accepted in society as having queer parents mm. as well that's even something to think about as well yeah it'll be interesting to see what other queer parents experiences are um do you know, I do want to do more things with queer parents like next year and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I was asked to organise a meet-up mm-hmm. and I tried, but I didn't really have the capacity right, time yeah, for yeah. it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I, it is something I definitely want to do. I want to get a space and just like have parents come and that queer, black queer mm-hmm. parents come and get to know each other, find each other. Maybe if you're both single hookups and your children can be siblings. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? It'll be Blend nice. Family. Blend the families and stuff like that. So I do, that's something that I definitely want to do. But it'll be interesting to hear their experiences. Would parents. you get with somebody with a kid? Okay. This is, <laughs> this is controversial. <laughs> I'm a bit controversial when it comes to this because I would, but they're, they're the parents, whoever they have a child with needs to be patterned. I have not got time. It's Because it's, cause it's going to yeah. be a femme. Mo- yeah, most likely a femme. And then they're going to have, they most likely will have baby They might puppy. have a baby father. Baby father. Yeah. It's uh, a twat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. It's, it's like, I don't have, more than like, I've got a baby father who is a twat. However, he is more than patterned. Mm. He ain't never, ever going to trouble my life because mm. he knows not to cross the line with me. He yeah. knows he not knows. to try he me. So he, he just stays in his corner and he's quite obvious. He's quite literally silent, mm. which is an issue because he needs to look after his child. Yeah. But he's silent yeah. in that corner. Like I never come with baby father issues. Do you know what I'm saying? And I don't want it from somebody else. I haven't yeah. got time. And I feel like this is like trauma from when I did actually was I was still in the hetero ghetto and I dated this guy and he he moved his baby mum in the house 
with his parents that she was pregnant. He moved in the house. I remember he had me downstairs and she was upstairs. And his mum cussed me out and was like, nah, 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 nah. and I was, this is when I was in the head of ghetto. And I have not got time for such oh, no. ghetto-ness oh, ever no. again in my life. Absolutely like, not. I think to this day, the baby mum even has me blocked. I don't even know what her Twitter is, but I'm pretty sure she still has me blocked till this day. And that was extremely ghetto for me. That was, and the thing is, it was like a damper on my confidence because yeah. I feel like I was doing something wrong. But, you guys were young people having kids together. Mm. You weren't patterning your situation properly. And you should have never had you in there. Like, okay, well, I fair mean, enough. I might... didn't even know that. I, oh. he, 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 I didn't know that he had, it was like, he told me after, after yeah. getting roped me in. Yeah. That's when he told me, oh, right. by the way, He's my right. ex is pregnant. Yeah. Do you know and what I'm I saying? I understand she might have needed somewhere to stay. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, he did, ultimately he did the right thing, but like he shouldn't have had you there. He's a twat. He definitely shouldn't have had me there. And his mom really came down on me and, I didn't deserve that from her. Um, yeah, I just didn't deserve that. So I feel like from that situation, I just rather not deal with anybody who has external issues with parenting. Right. Um, so yeah, but even like, I might get with a femme who has a child of another lesbian. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time for drama. I just want to be, if I don't have a problem if you co-parent with somebody, mm-hmm. but if it was, if it's like a peaceful situation where everyone knows their space, their mm-hmm. boundaries. I would even be happy having a relationship with the p- yeah, person you're, you're in their child's life. Yeah, basically. like I think it's even important yeah. for me to know yeah. who they are. And they, it's even more so for them to know who I am. Right. So I'm more than happy for that, but I just haven't got time for drama. So that. I'm open to dating someone who has one child, mm-hmm. not more than one, because just because there's too much money involved now. And no offense, anybody can watch that. No offense, that. No offense. But if I end up with somebody who has, that's what that's what God wanted for me in it. But I prefer someone who has one child, um, none to one, I would right. say, and with no drama. I hear that. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Same. I. Do you know what? It's funny because before I said I would never date somebody with kids because, you know, I'm I'm a kid myself, um, and I need. <laughs> but then, like after like my breakup, I was like, hmm, I was talking to quite some some girls that had kids, and I was. Mm. I think I'm at an age where everyone has kids now. So it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm open to it. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? But just not the drama. Hold the drama. Yeah. Hold the I drama. Like, kid, hold the drama. I have dated some people who have kids before in the past. And um, one of them, the, her baby father didn't know that she was uh, queer. <laughs> so when he did find oh, out, wow. she blames me, babes. You dated me. Like, she, dated, she blames me for him being upset. Um, wait, 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 wait. How do you get blamed for? Because the friend that we met, I met you through, yeah. when I told the baby father, oh, she's 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 gay. So, cool. The girl went and told, do you know what I'm saying? Because she knew that we'll, we'll have that kind of homophobic reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that I think that was that situation. But when I dated her, she had a son, it was fine. Like, mm. I, I did meet the son. We didn't date for that long, but I did meet the son. That's another thing as well. I feel like queer people... They rushed to in, in, yeah. yeah. So there was another girl that I dated who I met her daughter as well. Um, but obviously I didn't meet them as oh, this is the partner. Right. Even me, there's been people, there's been girls that I've dated that Amrise met and she's never met them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um just she hasn't been introduced to them. Yeah, like, she hasn't been introduced. Girl. It's just like in passing. Yeah. And I think we kind of get away from it because we're both women. Mm. So she might think that's just one of my mum's mm. friends. So we can get away with it in that sense. But right. the only person that Amrise really know me to date was my ex. Right. And um, other than that, she just thought everyone else was my friend. But that's good though, because yeah. you can't be introducing everybody to your kid. Yeah, yeah definitely not. You know, you gotta protect them in that way. Definitely, definitely, definitely not. But we open, we outside. <laughs> you outside? Yeah. Speaking for your goddamn self. I'm, I'm not outside because women. Oh, outside. Scary. Dating. Oh, 
I mean, I'm not gonna be dating updating right now. No, I don't okay, think I'll be giving anybody updates. My for now. update that is that I'm not dating. The women are scary. I'm traumatized. Mm. I'm getting my feet wet. That's what I'm willing to say. <laughs> getting my feet wet. My feet wet. I'm actually scared. <laughs> scared. Like I'm staying away from them. Yeah, I hear that, boy. I hear that. I, I definitely hear that. I do have hope for you in the future. Thank you so much. And it's I good do that have... somebody has hope. Yeah, I've got some hope. One of us has to chat. We were talking about moving to Dubai and rebranding our streets. <laughs> <We've> been... so... <laughs> yeah, because we are tired. Listen, if you see us in Dubai, shaking the ass with yeah. with some thongs. Yeah. We've rebranded. We've rebranded. That's okay. Streaming. That is actually okay for us, for us to have different lives because we've got a whole life to live. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's okay. It's okay it's if you want to go to Dubai and be, and be straight. Yeah. But we, yeah, I did think about that because I thought, oh, goodness sake, like, it's just hard. I'm like, wow, so I need to get over this one and then get with this one and restart again. It just felt like, and the thing is with women, like emotions are a lot. I could some girls said in my DM, and within like day three, she's like giving me expectations, and it's like, bro, like we haven't even met up before. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting traumatized all over again. It's just a lot. Like it is a lot. I feel like women do require a lot of like security and like you know you know they want to know what's going on and they want to plan ahead and all of these things and it's just like hold on hold on baby hold on mm-hmm. like especially because we just came out of relationships it's mm-hmm. just like well, nobody's ready to jump into a relationship like that like relax so i'm not trying to jump into it enter in the relationship but i'm open to feelings i'm open to oh, yeah i'm open but i'm not i don't think i'm open for like I don't want it to happen like right now. Right, right, right. I feel like I'm just open to whatever happens. I'm ex- I'm open to exploring yeah. connections, basically. Okay, that is fine. I think that is okay. But mm-hmm. just like you know, trying like two point five seconds getting into a relationship and you know planning your wedding and all of that stuff. No, yeah. I'm not trying to do all of that. Just trying to take time no. and explore the connection properly. Mm-hmm. That's what was on the agenda. What? Maybe next week I'll feel differently. I won't be such a pessimist. Yeah, I mean, you can even appear next week, so you probably will be negative, be more negative. Maybe that's why I'm negative right now. Yeah. The pre, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably why. So we've gone over our time by seven minutes. Um, yeah, it's, um, do you guys, do you actually really like this where we're sitting? Because, you know, we thought we'd change it up. Um, tell us about the camera. Do you like, the, if you like the camera angle? <laughs> if you like the camera angle, um, this is London Podcast Studios. We love it here. It's beautiful. It's cute. <laughs> and it makes us look cute too. Um, so yeah, I think we've reached the end of our episode. Use the bloody hashtag. Use I'm not hashtag. on Twitter anymore. <laughs> Listen. I'm not Twitter anymore. We used to I've been se- I've been checking the chat hashtag and then you you know the same old people have been using it. I love that. I love really, you for it. They are the best. They are. Yeah. They deserve us to throw them up. Just them party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the hashtag is mm-hmm. party. We actually have a event coming up soon. Yeah, I know. On the no, we can talk about that next week because it's yeah. not next week. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. But um, everyone else, Black History Month. So everyone that works in corporate companies, please tell your managers and your HR departments that yeah. we're ready to come to panels. Mm-hmm. So big up everyone that brings us to our workplaces because I want to say that that during Black History Month and Pride Month, like the listeners, every, the hashtags one thing, but the listeners come through. Like you guys yeah. get us into your workplaces, you, you get us the bag. Like sometimes it's four figures. You know what I'm saying? Like and we appreciate it's nice. That. We appreciate it. And um, I just yeah, because I was saying to my my friend was saying to me like, how do you guys always get panels? And I was like, people listen to the podcast, yeah. and everyone listens to the podcast does something else. Mm-hmm. Like they might have jobs, they might have to do this, they might do that, and when opportunities arise, they think about who would fit that opportunity right. best. Mm-hmm. 
And also, your, hopefully, your listeners also want to support you. So, like, they might put you forward to their workplace for a panel right. that's that's fitting for what you guys talk mm. about. And that's just how it happens. And he was just like, oh, that's true. I never really thought about it. Like, because yeah. you, you, you think about your listeners as listeners. Yeah. Instead of thinking about them as people. They're right. actually people who have lives. Who have lives, yeah. yeah. Jobs. So, um, yeah, I just appreciate all of our listeners who have created opportunities for us, put money in our pockets and if there's anyone else that's happy we're we're happy we're, we're, we're open ha- yeah we're open, we're open we're open to doing that you know we're open to like you know coming to educate entertain you know we love that and we love engaging with people in person so yeah for yes. sure yeah. for sure for sure for sure but yeah make sure you use hashtag tutus podcast and conversation on twitter um like review um subscribe um, <laughs> what <laughs> like comment subscribe on the youtube like comment and subscribe <laughs> on youtube we are trying to come back to youtube um to do things more content yeah. so that's coming up soon yeah. our cameras just getting fixed <laughs> and um yeah man until next week 